Hello, and welcome to the John's Cast. I'm Zachary. I'm Benjamin. And this is the number one podcast about John's. Yeah, it is, buddy. Hey, Benjamin, if you had to make a John's cast about pods, would you? It's compulsory. You have to. uh, Then I guess, yes, I would. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. You mean compulsory, like, like, not someone told you you have to, or, like, you might get fired or something, but rather compulsory, like, gravity, (laughs) or... Like, causality or something. Like, you, you know, it's this weird corollary to the laws of physics. It's, uh, yeah, the, the laws of, of John's. Yeah, it's, I assume this was just one of the rules of Christmas. No, you know, it's funny. There's just that, that one part of physics that you can change with a two-thirds majority in Congress. It's really, mm. really quite tricky. So, do you want to talk about this week's John's News? Yeah. Great. <laughs> For those of us. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, I could have just been like, nah. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's skip this. <laughs> I hope we have a lot of other things to talk about. I'm already confused as somebody who just loaded this up. (laughs) Me too. I'm excited to see what you have to say. (laughs) Uh, So if we can take a step back for a second. Before the cast, Benjamin and I were just talking about groceries. And Mm. and on overthinking it two months ago, they were talking about how grocery baskets are a metaphor for the soul. And I kind of didn't like that episode. Anyway, just filling dead air. Hi. (laughs) So speaking of dead air, uh, we got some John's news from E! News, your electronic online source of news, eonline.com. Because apparently eonline.com is not, is, is just owned by the E! Entertainment. I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so online. It's not just online. It's e-online. It's, a, it's electronic online. Yeah. It could be it's i. Like, yeah. Yeah, just like all i stands for internet, all e stands for electronic. Uh so yeah, like ie online would be like or I guess you'd want to go ei cuz then you could cuz then you could have the eio yeah. in there <laughs> and uh <laughs> eio online. It's the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, so, okay. so what? Yeah. Uh, so this this news header is uh, Blake Lively's forty dollar jeans are from where? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so, um, I've got a lot of questions about this one, Zach. Yeah. Why does this woman appear to be wearing Johns in Johns news? <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I did my usual in-depth research in the darkest quarters of the Johnsverse looking for cutting-edge Johns news, and this article was just about, was just everywhere. Everybody's talking about Blake Lively's $40 jeans are from where. And okay. I, okay, that's why. 
Uh, okay, so this is the the reason that we have some actual Johns on the Johns news <laughs> is because this is tearing up the Johns verse. And for about the last, I don't know, six months or something, um, we've been in a very experimental phase, uh-huh. and it looks like we may have left those behind. So my first question is not are these Johns, because these just obviously are. Oh, my goodness, Ben. I think we need to stop this right now. Because there's some breaking John's news. It's way better than this one. Oh shit! What is it? All right. All right. Practice by locating boring garbage. Yep. Prepare your Skype for this better article. Oh my god! This is more what I was expecting, (laughs) but worse. (laughs) What the fuck am I seeing? And how? All right. This is breaking news indeed, people. I may have just seen the worst pair of pants ever on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks to our uh, our hard-hitting John's correspondent, my wife, Tamara, for getting this in just in time. Thank you, thank you Tamara. We almost had a talk about John. <laughs> <laughs> this is from... Uh, independent.co.uk the title is opening ceremony launch detachable jeans that turn into shorts and the fact that detachable has nothing to do with the problem going on here <laughs> well it has something it's to just do with co- it. it's highly correlated i would say it's <laughs> true <laughs> all right I, I, oh i don't Zach, you're gonna have to pick this one up i i'm <laughs> Shocked and appalled to the point of having trouble speaking. All right, so I my favorite picture here is the uh, the full body shot that's like the third picture down because I think I, that gives you I, the you best can, view. Yeah, I, you can you can if you're feeling like fucking like a, a mad lad, you can click on this slideshow of pictures and they become full screen. And I, wow, there's angles of this I had never even wanted to see before (laughs) that I've now seen. Well, I'm going to spare myself that madness and just describe (laughs) this one picture. Okay, so here we have a lady. She's she's an attractive model, and she's wearing sort of a one-piece swimsuit. And And that's... One of the many bad things that's about to happen. <laughs> and over the crotch of that swimsuit, she is wearing... Oh, there's so many things going on here. I, I know. Okay. This is this is just the rest of the cast, I think. <laughs> All right. So, so if this was a normal pair of jeans, I would call this like a gross, loose-fitting mom cut. Which, right, so, uh, yeah. spoiler alert, these are not no. normal jeans. <laughs> but if they were, that's that's an accurate description. Yeah. So so we have the crotch of a pair of loose-fitting mom's jeans. And over those so are like... like imagine yeah. Daisy Dukes, yeah. but then you like cut them to be like... Cut the legs sort of so that they were like the bottom half like from the navel below of a like one piece swimsuit, but made out of like mom 
cut jeans. Yeah, and by the way, you did a really bad job making these Daisy Dukes. There's a bunch of, like, weird folds in them. So an important thing to note about the cut of these is on the back, they're not mm-hmm. swimsuity. Oh, they're okay. just, like, sh- very short, like, so short you have, like, a little bit of cheek coming out. But, okay. like, straight flat across the back. They're not, like, curved at I, all. I see. And they're just, like, a totally different shape in the back. They're just, like, you, you like, found your butt and then just, like, cut across <laughs> in a straight line with a ruler your jeans off in the back. Which is not how they're shaped in the front at all. I see. So <laughs> so these are some dr- jeans you could drive a tractor with. I, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So continuing on. Uh, for some reason, over the crotch, there's also, like, two strings of beads, because I guess that's festive. We'll come back to that. Uh, and then, maybe it's yeah. a sex thing? I don't even yeah, know. Uh, maybe. And then here's the coup de gras. It has <laughs> legs, but they're detachable. And you can see a strip of thigh between the leg tubes in the crotch piece. So this is the this is the mom version of Rihanna's pants shoes, Johns. Remember how she had the Daisy Dukes and then like the pants shoes, Johns, that had just like the strip of thigh in between. Uh-huh. It's got sort of the same strip, but Rihanna looked attractive in those, and this just looks like a nightmare attached to a pretty lady. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like, like Rihanna's boots were, I mean, if you're gonna give her the benefit of a doubt, they're kind of a funny joke. But, but the, you can't joke about this. This is really a serious situation. This is horrible. This is, as good as those mermaid pants were, these are bad, and then they're a lot worse still. Yeah. (laughs) Also, these are the worst, like, the most faded of, of, like, pre-faded stone washes, like, the most indigo-saving possible way you could dye these. Yeah, so so it's a bad color. If they were it's normal a, jeans, this would be a terrible cut. Yeah, but if all those things are still true. Uh-huh. Like, these would already be horrible johns. Uh-huh. They also don't... She's also wearing them with high heels, where you can see, like, no socks, high heels that are, like, high-heeled sandals uh, that then just have, like, these pants are, like, four, like, they have, like, four-inch stacks on them. They're, like, these are, like, huge, huge inseam, like you were getting some fancy, like, Japanese johns and one of some stacks over your boots. But just, like, over her ankle, where you can see, like, skin of her foot hanging out around it. Wait. This is maybe the single worst outfit I have ever seen in any, like, modeling thing ever. Wait, wait, wait. At, at the bottom of these Johns, is that, like, a sweatpants elastic cuff? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, this may be, like, if you want an example of how to make Johns, like, the perfect pair of Johns, this may be the most useful thing you could find and just do the opposite. Of everything here, and it's it's a good rule of thumb. What <laughs> of these still look stupid as shit because they're like cut crazy in like swimsuit mode in the front and not in the back when they don't have the Johns like the leg tubes part on there when they're just the world's ugliest shorts. <laughs> 
That might be a little better, at least. I mean, anything about this would be better. <laughs> Different shoes would be better. If she was actually just wearing a shirt, a shirt? it might distract. <laughs> Instead of a... Also, this one-piece swimsuit, question mark, Yeah, she's wearing is insane-looking also. So, like, not that she has them, but it has just, like, windows cut out of it for love handles. Yes. And uh, and instead of top straps, it has pearl beads, but two pair, two for each. No human should have. This is this is. Also, it appe- like it appears that the leg tube portion of the Johns uh, attached to the swimsuit in the front, horrible shorts in the back portion of the Johns with buttons? These aren't, like, zipped on there or anything. Like, they appear to have just, like, denim hooked into buttons that then gouge into your flesh as you wear them. Oh, good. So it punishes you for wearing them, at least. (laughs) As it fucking ought to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is horrible. I'm sorry, right, where, world. Yeah. Where, uh, where can we buy these and for how much so we can burn our money and then boycott <laughs> that place? Uh, what does this article say? I have to be very careful to try to yeah, find I'm a price to... without reading the article. All I can say is go buy those $40 jeans that Dr. Manhattan wears instead. Holy shit. Those were normal-looking pants, and they looked fine. And this is—I mean, I almost feel like we have to stop the John's quest. John's not quest. Uh, the quest will always continue. <laughs> Can't <laughs> stop the quest. <laughs> but the cast just like out of shame of what this has done to John's culture. <laughs> All right, sorry everybody. Sorry. Wow. Hope you had yeah, fun. That's, that's the that's the worst news I've been given in a while. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a uh, thank you so much, tomorrow for that breaking news bulletin on just this horrible thing that's happened in the world. And you know, I don't I don't like that it happened, but I do feel like the John's cast uh, should report on it. <laughs> Absolutely, that's our duty. It's our duty to report on the world of Johns as it fades into... It <laughs> fades. <laughs> into something that's both unfamiliar and bad. Anyway. <laughs> this alien nightmare yeah. that we find ourselves in. Uh-huh. Speaking of alien nightmares, let's talk about the game we played this week, which was called oh, What yeah. Again? I don't even remember. Uh, so, uh, a confusing feature of this game I found yeah. is that its name appears to be incorrectly listed or oddly listed uh, on its application um, on the shortcut on your internet phone. I don't know how it is on your Android phone. But uh, this game is enti- it's another phone game you can mm-hmm. pick up on, on Android or iOS. And it's the new Tales game from a beloved long-running JRPG franchise, Tales. Uh, and this one's named Tales the Rays. Um, 
all other Tales games that I'm aware of uh, are named after uh, the like location of like the country or continent or empire or something that uh, that one takes place in. Uh, the most famous Tales game being Tales of Symphonia, uh-huh. uh, which is is a classic, a GameCube classic. It's been released in like everything now. I think it's got like a Steam release. It's actually Steam is having a Tales sale. I think to get people excited or piggyback off the uh, excitement around this Tales the Rays. So I don't know if the Rays is <laughs> is in place. Um, but this game takes place in or not. Uh, but it certainly sounds dumb, and whenever you look at the app on your desktop, on your, I guess not a desktop, whatever that's called, your home screen on your on your internet phone, uh, it, it's just called The Rays, which <laughs> feels like the wrong of ways to like call this for short. I don't think The Rays was the one to go for, but it is what happened. I presume, I didn't play this very long, but I presume that after you play it for 10 hours, the whole thing just falls away and it becomes a peaceful uh, simulator where you live the life of a manta ray and you you just sort of like swim around and try to find inner peace like in Flow. Remember Flow? That was a good game. Yeah, like like flow, but yeah. with like a exploitative energy system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can only eat one microorganism today. Unless... Uh, but it's got like a big pop-up ad that's like, starter pack, order in the next two hours, and you can get 400 microorganisms and eat them all at once. <laughs> and this costume for your ray and this limited time potion that makes your ray digest harder and have more energy-eating orgasms per second if you if you drink it for only $20. You gotta buy it quick! Boy, flow has gotten worse in the last... <laughs> seven years or so. It was super boring to start with. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing makes me entertained like uh, like exploitation. Good. All right. So uh, I have never played a Tales game before. That with, was that yeah. was what I was about to ask. Is yeah. uh, do you have any previous experience watching or or playing Tales? game my only experience is vaguely uh thinking that tales of symphonia sounds like a really good title and something that's probably evocative of what it's trying to evoke i think it it is it's not only a good title it's a very good game at least as how i and everyone of our generation that like was into a jrpg yeah or owned a gamecube uh, when we were in high school, um, is concerned as well and is sort of considered to be like a gem and an absolute classic of, of JRPGs. I see. Uh, but they all have like a very cool um, and very fun, like active, real-time sort of action gamey combo based battle system that this game has like a weird phone version of. But I think does a pretty good 
job of having a pretty legit, like, uh, tailsy fighting system for, for a phone game. Mm, okay. Like, you would be using every button on the controller and both sticks and stuff to do that in a regular Tales wow. game. that's complicated. Yeah, I mean, they're, that's a lot of what people like about them is, like, the very fancy battle system that's, uh, in the good Tales games, um, very fun. Like, instead of being like, oh, man, I've got to fight 400 more of these guys. You're like, sweet, I get to do some, like, righteous-ass combos <laughs> that gives me a grade. <laughs> nice. So let me tell you about my experience with uh, Tales of Rays. Uh, no, no, no. Tales the Rays. Oh, Tales the Rays. <laughs> <laughs> so first I downloaded... Or just the Rays for short. <laughs> yeah. The Rays. So first I downloaded the Rays, mm-hmm. and then I opened up the app. And it had an awesome uh, EULA screen. It's like, boy, I'm really excited about accepting this EULA. It's yeah. so atmospheric and beautiful. Uh-huh. And then I downloaded some more stuff. I think like it was... you downloaded like ten times the amount you had previously downloaded. Yeah, it, I think it was 41 things this time. And I was <laughs> like, well, I don't really want to use up my data plan to do this, but. I'm taking the bus home, and this is going to be my only chance to play the game, so I guess I will. Well, thanks for sacrificing your your uh, your your bod mm-hmm. for the <laughs> for the cast. You're welcome. And uh, and then there was a uh, really long anime intro scene that I wasn't like a very well done one, it's like a carefully hand animated, like long. Anime cutscene. Yes, it was lovely, but that <laughs> the beautiful information, or the, sorry, the beautiful animation did not encourage me to care more than I usually do. So I actually could not skip it. So I just put it in my pocket while I was waiting for the bus. <laughs> so you decided to look at literally nothing instead of watching the. <laughs> The opening to the story of the story-based game you're about to play. Indeed. And then... You're, you found it so uninspiring. Like, they probably spent, like, a, a, a actual percentage of the budget on that. <laughs> like, I'm sure they did, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just don't care that much. And then... Uh, and then I had to download a hundred things, and I was getting a little. Because <laughs> bit... that's a uh, the the bad spoilers that I knew you were going to get to is um, as somebody who's like, oh, I'll try this. I like Tales games, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I downloaded it. Then I was like, oh, okay, lots of lots of like fancier games like make you download in the app. That's not surprising mm-hmm. at all. Like, okay, like oh, good, all right. Here's the sweet cinema. Here comes the game. And it's like, nope. That that all that you just downloaded the anime. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I downloaded a hundred things, and I was on the bus, and I was thinking, you know, if I have to do this again, I'm not going to do it because my data plan doesn't last forever. And then there was twelve seconds of confusing fighting tutorial in which I tapped the screen over and over again and killed some guys. It's like, uh-huh. did you use your your RTs? 
you got to use the arties. That's how you do the combos. And there's different types of arties it teaches you about. I did. I used the RTs and then I forgot how to not use the RTs. So that was You just fun. tap instead of slide. That's how you not use them. Oh, well, that would have been good to know. And then, <laughs> and then after my 12-second combat tutorial, it started downloading a thousand things. And then I was uh-huh. like, okay, screw it. I need to be on Wi-Fi for this. And by the way, this download is so long that it actually gives you a giant exposition dump and a fun game to play while it's downloading. Uh-huh. <laughs> and by the way, that game was my favorite part of the whole experience because there's like a really cool sun in the middle and it changes colors and then you can drag your finger around the screen and make fireworks. And man, that was really fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, I, I believe that 1000 is just the um, is is just the prologue chapter. Uh, well, okay, so so if I keep playing, I'll have more opportunities to play the firework game, which is good. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and then I played the game proper for a few minutes and realized that if you hold the screen. It will walk forward for you. It tells so, you this yeah, in the tutorial. It does. So, but it won't get. It won't. It, he'll just go to the objectives. And you know, there's all those, all those exploitative sub objectives that there's always three of, and there are always three of the exact sort of thing in every one of the like, uh, generic exploitative uh, JRPGs. Um that you have to do. And so like, it's always like fight all the enemies in the level, no continues and like find all the treasures or like kill the boss with this particular super move or do it in under 10 minutes and do all the other things at once. And so you can do those like one at a time. If it's like a really hard level and use a lot of energy or try several times on the same super boring level over and over again to do them or just like, because this game is painfully easy, which I would say is one of its biggest flaws, uh, is you you just play every level in the worst and most boring way, where you fight every single enemy and go down every single path and stuff every time, so you make sure to get them all at once and you don't have to play the level again. Yeah, I was just so excited that I could turn this into like a parody of itself, where all you do is literally wait and then tap the screen a bunch of times, and then wait, and then tap a bunch of scre- the screen a bunch of times. I didn't really explore anything else. I was like, yep, this beautiful, uh, probably very large budget game with really expensive cutscenes has become Cow Clicker. And that's And way, so, yeah. like, that is why I wanted us to talk about this because I kind of think like what you just said is exactly what it is. Okay. Like, (laughs) so like this is a gigantic game. Like this is, this is like a shockingly full featured game. And that like opening cutscene, there's like tons of like, you have to download each one of like hand animated like, very, very fancy, like, plot cutscenes. Like, multiple in each chapter. Wow. Um, and there's often, like, sort of like the berserk 
uh, game we did. Yeah. Um, there's often like 20 minutes or something of story between each in like unimaginably bland, pointless level <laughs> that like identical level that you have to do like, holy shit, there's so many of them. <laughs> like. Okay. Because I was playing this in the bathtub, and then yeah. I had to keep putting in new hot bath water because my bath had gotten cold. I was, I was like, I'm just going to finish, like, the first chapter of World or whatever. Uh-huh. Did, you, if, did you make it? I don't know if I even – I think I think I made it, but it took, like, two hours or something wow. of, like, playing it as fast as I could. Uh, and I, like – Past, like, level two, I started just skipping the story, which was dumb because, like, the other part of it is very boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, So there's, like, ten or more levels in the first chapter, and they're all sort of exactly the same. Uh They have, like, a different map. Uh Uh-huh. And you may fight like one different guy. Uh-huh. But you gotta always fight every guy and get every treasure chest. Or otherwise you don't get good rewards for your guys and then you might have to like grind up levels by doing old ones over and over and over again. Gotcha. Uh, and you get like new guys. Like it's a fucking complicated like game. And like, it looks shockingly nice for a free game. Like, it controls. Like, I was really impressed by, like, how good the, like, walk around the dungeon controls are. Yeah, I mean, it feels like you're walking around a dungeon. Which is, like, I've played, like, $15 phone. Like, the, the like... So Final Fantasy has a phone game that was just made for phones, and it's a four-pay game. Like, I think the first chapter of it is free and there's like five total and it's like 15 or 20 dollars or something to just buy the whole thing okay and it doesn't have any free to play bs like it's a it's like made to be like a super nintendo one but it's all you know there's new stuff and it's supposed to be pretty good yeah um and i like tried the free part of it but it like fumbling around with like the controls were so fucking rancid to just like walk around. I was like constantly like missing doors and like couldn't like face people that are walking around or like talk to them in time because the controls were so shitty. I was like, I never want to play a game where you walk around a map with like a fake stick on a computer or on a phone ever again in my whole life after like 10 minutes of it. And this one just like works well. Like you, you can just control your guy. Yeah, that's true. That's really impressive. Um, you know, this brings to mind, like, do you remember that Square Enix made that one game for, like, iPod Classic? They used the scroll wheel. Oh, is it the Song Summoner game? Yeah, Song Summoner. Yeah. Like, that was, that was Final Fantasy Tactics implemented with a scroll wheel interface, and it kind of worked, but it was super weird. Yeah. yeah, you had it, didn't I you? I did, yeah. Because I didn't have a fancy enough iPod to play it, and I really wanted to, because I was a very big Final Fantasy fan back then, and uh, and I, I wanted to play it. But uh, 
you you I remember you telling me that like to do good at it, people just sort of like created weird fake songs essentially. Oh well, I did that. Uh, I had my yeah. my list of fake song summoner songs because uh-huh. yeah, because it had certain parameters like this time if you have a song that starts with A, it has a better chance of giving you a rare guy. So all my songs started with A. And they all had the word rock in them. <laughs> and stuff like that. So was it based on just the title? I assumed it was based on, like, the content of the music file. No, it has nothing to do with the content. It was just a mix of the title and, like, your device's unique ID. So you couldn't... Oh, that's really weak. Yes. That's a le- way less cool than what I assumed. Because yeah, like, I assume people were, like, building in, in like, GarageBand or something, like, weird exploitative files that they, <laughs> they were playing just to min-max. Yeah, and it's... But really, you're just, like, naming shit weird is, like, what you're doing. It's really a missed opportunity, because, like, Monster Rancher did something similar, right? Where, like, different CDs and, would give you different guys, but it was consistent, right? yeah. Yeah, and uh, Monster Rancher 1 and 2 are also um, super beloved and remembered as fantastic video games. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, Song Summoner is not. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah. So the, the, like, yeah. the gap between this and Cow Clicker. Yeah. Um, and so, like... Cow Clicker is Zach and I's shorthand. Uh, it was a it was a game made by I believe a professional philosopher, um, who is way ahead of the curve uh-huh. <laughs> of the dystopia we live in uh-huh. now. Uh, yeah, Cal- who whenever like it was like a art game mm-hmm. sort of parody of Farmville at like the height of like pre-Facebook setting up, like, some limits on, like, how exploitative a game could be uh-huh. when when Farmville was first figuring out that. And it was sort of taking over the world, and it was all about Facebook games that were, like, the proto-games to your, your phone clicker uh-huh. sorts of games these days. And that's where, like, energy systems and all this stuff sort of come out of. And... Uh, I forget the guy's name. Do you remember who made Cow Clicker? Was it Bennett Foddy? Yeah, it... yeah. So yeah. Bennett Foddy, if Bennett Foddy did it, Bennett Foddy is definitely a philosopher who makes video games. Yeah. Uh, but there's several philosophers who do. Uh, I'm just gonna Google real slow. Uh, so Cow Clicker still exists. It's Ian Ghost. Oh, Ian um, Ghost. That's right. Bennett Foddy is, uh, is he's the, he's the clop game. guy. Yeah, yeah sports yeah. games and clop. And uh, uh, yeah. yeah, and Ian Ghost is also a philosopher. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Amer- another American philosopher. Um, a lot of a lot of video game philosophers I I discovered and was not surprised by <laughs> as a guy who really likes both those things. Um, <laughs> like like when Friedrich Nietzsche made that game No Exit, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, Sartre really ripped it off of his play later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It was a board game. Yeah. <laughs> Not a very good one either. Yeah, it's a, it was the first escape the room game, and it was really hard. Uh, <laughs> Friedrich Nietzsche's No Exit. Uh, very inspirational to True Detective Season 1. Yeah. Uh, and Philip K. Dick's Black Iron Prison. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, okay, enough extremely obscure jokes just for Ben and Zach. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ian Bogost's game Cowclicker was was uh, supposed to be sort of an art game and a statement about um, how like Farmville and things like that were just sort of psychological exploitation mechanisms and do not feature anything about what makes a video game a game or only do so very superficially, Mm -hmm. I guess, Mm -hmm. and uh, are terrible and destroying not only video games, but the human species (laughs) and art. It's true. And and, uh, little did he know how right he was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. Fast forward to 2017 and... (laughs) And here we all are in the cow clicker. Uh-huh. Uh, when the new Tales game is a cow clicker. Uh-huh. <coughs> Why am I the one coughing? I'm not even the one who's sick. Yeah, maybe it's spreading over the internet. No! That would make me really sad. Maybe it's a um, computer virus. You remember that book that was fun. kind of about that? Uh, I don't know if I read that book. No, you did. You were You were a booster. It was all about conceptual sharks. Uh, mm. Yeah, I do remember that book. I think I in fact have it right right here where I can see it from my chair. The raw shark texts. Yes. Yeah. You Not know? the Rorschach test. The raw shark texts. Yep. <laughs> I recommend reading it. Anyway, uh, cow clickers. So Ian Bogost like released this, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be just like. Push to its ultimate degree of just not having any of the masquerade of sort of content or decisions or anything where you just click cows uh-huh. and give them money. And it became very popular and he started making a fuck ton of money from cow clicker. Uh-huh. And then he had to like shut it down uh-huh. um, and was totally horrified uh, and very, very, very upset. That he was like, that's not, that's not what this was. <laughs> you, you've missed, you missed the art and the argument and everything. Um, and Zach and I were very amused by this when it was happening. Uh-huh. Uh, and so this game is sort of on the opposite end of, of the free to play exploitative games spectrum from Cow Clicker and that like, it has, like, if you like a tale storyline, I'm not going to say this is, like, good literature. Um, but if you're a guy who likes a JRPG story, which I definitely was when I was a child, mm-hmm. and I sometimes still am now. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, I, I would describe that as, like, a genre of fiction, like in the same, like it has tropes and things like a detective novel might or a science fiction novel might. And I think it's, it's, you should probably think about it sort of like genre literature. Um, and I like genre literature and shit a whole lot. And I don't 
think that makes those things bad or sort of unartistically valid at all. So I'm not calling on that. So like, if you were into JRPG shit, um, which you probably are if you're downloading this, uh, if you like Tales games, like, I think you'll probably like this for the reasons people usually like Tales games. And that's really disturbing to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> because like, there's a, there's a, as much of this as I played, it seems to be, it, all signs pointed towards there being like another 50 hours of this. Like, uh, it's got very fucking complicated, like, arts system that I always refer to as RTs, because mm-hmm. it's both an E. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny to me. Uh, and it's got, like, a bajillion party members, and uh-huh. they, you, you pick which ones you want, and you, like, collect them or whatever, and then every guy has, like, 900 equipment slots. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and then, like, magic you equip and, like, level up and learn. I mean, arties. Yeah. And, like, like, there's a whole lot of shit that's, like, in a Tales game, if you liked those, you would like. And the battle systems seem shockingly fun and Talesy for a phone game. Um... But it also is just, like, it hits, like, every note of, like, the best practices of, like, the classic Zynga games, and even more so, like, contemporary sort of its peers. But just everything is, like, done up to, like, it's like a AAA budget game, and it looks like it, like, it has all these, like, it's, like, more anime cutscenes than Tales of Symphonia. Like, it definitely has a way bigger budget than Tales of Symphonia. Like, did. But, and it's, everything gets super boiled down as well. Like, you don't shit around the town or do any of that stuff or, like, make any choices there. Just, like, between each of these generic missions, which are just, like, a tiny, tiny dungeon that's got, like, no plot elements and nothing can happen in it besides you either open a chest or you fight a guy. Uh Just, like, or you just walk around. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no, like, puzzles or, like, one-off things you can do and your guys, like, aren't going to talk to each other or, like, have experiences <laughs> in there. But between the levels, they definitely will, and they will for a long time. In fact, often much longer than you spent in the level itself. And, like, the art is real good. Uh-huh. Like, it has better graphics than Tales of Symphonia, <laughs> which is a GameCube game, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, it's... Like, it. the thing that made me uninstall it was five minutes after putting it down, it gave me a push notification, like, on my real phone mm-hmm. about, like, getting some fake item in the game. And it was like... You know, this is too metaphysically disturbing for me. I really don't like this. <laughs> yeah, like, it has all of the exploitative things. Uh-huh. Like, everyone, like, it like it just goes down the, like, shitty best practices list and just, like, does every one of them exactly in, like, the blandest of possible ways. But then it goes, like, so far up and above what, anyone on a phone ever has done before <laughs> like throwing in the actual tails stuff as well and just like 
having the whole thing like work super slick and like like we're gonna have like everybody's totally voice acted with like major voice actors that you'll recognize and stuff like and like for a fucking free game uh it's apparently doing extremely well on the uh, iOS store so uh, and like I said, I found the combat really fun, which yeah. is not a thing I have found fun in, like, not as fun as a real Tales game. Yeah. Uh, and it's so, like, I, 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 I had some appeal, like, almost come back to it, but, like, my issue is, like, it promises so much and it delivers a shockingly large amount. But, like, the structure of this, like, gross, hollow cow clicker thing that it is, like, at its absolute core, which it just is. Like, it tells you, like, yeah, if you just don't want to fight the battles, just, like, hold your cursor over your guy, and then it'll switch to auto, and he'll just do it. Like, don't want to walk through the dungeon? Just, like, do the same thing, and he'll just, like, go and do it. He won't do it the best way, but he'll just do it, and then you just, like, have to click at the end of each fight or whatever, and then, like, you gain your EXP, and then you, like, equip your shit, which you don't have to do that either. You can just click the auto-equip button, like I did every time between every fight. Of course. And it auto-equips all of your people with the best thing. Yeah. Because there's not a real decision to make. Like, that's kind of just theming. Uh-huh. Like, the fact that you don't have to do it kind of just makes it, like, theming, and it just, like... The first thing that really bothered me was I was like, this is, like, at first I was like, this is shockingly good. Like, that was a weirdly good anime cutscene. And, like, this is a, there's a, there's, this is, this is Tailsy as fuck. And then it was like, oh, this one you go to other worlds that are Tails worlds so you can recruit all of your classic favorite characters from the most popular games. Oh, like, te- was... like Tidus in Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Tales of Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> you can fight a metal slime. <laughs> um, nice. In your dragon quest um, yeah. to save the princess. Uh, like, but I was like, I had this realization of, like, wait a minute. Nothing is ever going to happen in any of these dungeons. Like, literally ever. Like, there's there's no systems backing for it. No. Nope. It couldn't play itself if it wasn't just fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, ugh. And then, like, the grading system, which is a classic Tales thing, mm-hmm. and, like, earning the titles and stuff. Like, Tales in particular has a bunch of attributes that I think are really fantastic in the mainline Tales games, which I think this may be. Like, I'm not certain, but I think this is just the actual next main Tales game, and they just decided to do it as this hmm. instead. And I'm just like, what well, uh, but nothing, like, part of what makes exploring a dungeon so exciting in a game that's good is, like, a crazy thing may be about to happen. Or, you, like, you may do something very clever, or the game may do something clever, or, like, all kinds of things could happen. And I was like, this game looks like, and I'm supposed to think something like that happens, but, like, I, I can already tell... 20 minutes in, like, just by the way this is built and the system's in it, that nothing, literally nothing ever is or can be. And between every one of these, there's just going to be, like, 20 more minutes of people talking that I'm just going to hit the skip in the on the top right button and immediately appear another horrible, way less fun than that conversation level. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then you're clicking cows. 
And then I, then I was like, I'm just, I'm just clicking cows. <laughs> yeah. So basically there's a ton of really cool and creative stuff in this game, but everything that's good is embellishment. And, <laughs> and it's then, like, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like you have the, the shittiest, like, like pawn shop katana that costs like $2 to make with like really sick gems encrusted into it. And the gems are real, mm-hmm. but I feel weird like wearing this shitty samurai sword for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> One of which is like how bad the sword is. Uh-huh. Like it's real gold on there. Like <laughs> I, my guess is like, if you like a tale storyline, this is going to probably be as good as most of them. Uh-huh. And it certainly had as much effort put into it. And you're like, oh, I really like the classic anime cutscenes that Tails have. It was one of the very first games to have. And they always do. Um, they usually only get like a couple because those take a ton of disc space and are really expensive to make. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this game seems to be at least front loaded with a fucking lot of them. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> I ran into several more. During my, like, two hours of play. I still am shocked that you chose to, like, stare into space instead of just watching that. I just so aggressively didn't care. It was... I can't describe to you how much I didn't care. I think you did by just putting it in your pocket so you could stare at a wall instead. The bus was almost there. I was looking at the bus. All right, we should wrap up. We've been recording for a long time already. <laughs> yeah, I guess I had... I, I think it was interesting, though. I think we had quite a bit to say about yeah, that. Yeah, for before. sure. All right, let's take a break with the sounds of Symphonia. Uh, shh, bacon, eggs, cooking stuff. Cooking mama! Cooking mama! Ha, 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 That was me doing combos. <laughs> that was really good. We should have done that for the other one. Yeah. Well, ha, ha. hindsight's twenty twenty. Also, we can fix it in post. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Benjamin, are you ready to give the people what they want? Oh, yes, I am. What they've been asking for this whole time. Uh-huh. Yep. Our new most popular segment that has so overtaken the popularity of our previous most popular segments that the other ones <laughs> won't even exist for a second, a second cast in a row. It is literally overtaking our other segments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for John's Quest. John. John. So last time on the John's Quest, uh, there was some internal strife. We have two factions. There's uh, there's Dave and there's King Steel and Bill, who are mm-hmm. uh, who are favored by Benjamin, who is a god named God. No, no, not yeah. not me. The character yeah. I play in this God. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Benjamin plays a god named God. He is not a god. If anybody was confused. As far as you gotta I, make that clear. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> Claims of divinity can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Uh, so we have Steel and Bill, King of the Johnsons, and Dave, his uh, his enforcer, who are having a conflict with Dan, Percy, and Stanley. Over, Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley. Over whether or not they should kill a giant meat bear atrocity, which Benjamin accidentally made last episode. Um, <laughs> two episodes ago. Two episodes ago. And when we left them, uh, I forgot who was bleeding black licorice exactly, but somebody was. Uh, I think Dan? Yeah. Because they got cut in the arm. That's right. Yeah. Where is Dan now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Dan is bleeding black licorice because Ben tried to send Lazy Tim a vision. Yeah, it was Lazy Tim. I sent a bunch of visions, and all of them failed. Yeah. I sent three visions, and all three failed. And rather than trying to to explain his visions better, Benjamin decided to make Tim's misinterpretation true. (laughs) (laughs) Only at least part of them. Because he was saying some crazy shit. Uh, and That's like true. one of the things he said was like, if you cut people, black licorice comes out. So the reason black licorice matters is that King Steel and Bill like has is like started a quest of just his own volition. I didn't have anything to do with this. To, like cross the water to our west. Uh, that that he claims that without input from God, that God would uh, hover them over the sea. Into the land of black licorice. He's become a bit of a mad king. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And, and Dave is sort of really, really walked into his role as, as like hero. Yeah. Uh, of the people. And, uh, some necromancy was involved. Uh-huh. That seems important. Uh huh. And yeah, the last thing that happened was awesome George, who died in the first episode of a bear attack. Without ever doing anything, and oh. it's never, <laughs> this is his first time being seen. Uh huh. <laughs> Was resurrected seemingly by, uh, Benjamin's arch nemesis, the Nandist god Fernando. And. Yes, through a, I'm still unclear where they got it, black licorice centric ritual. Yep. Um. <laughs> And, uh, and here's where we rejoin our story. You ready, Ben? I'm ready. All right, let's go. You'll have to call me God now. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, all right, so, uh, we have Awesome George resurrected, uh, and he's standing before all your guys. Dan is bleeding black licorice. Dave is freaking out. And puking. Yeah, that's true. And puking. And uh, an awesome George is starting to say, like, you know, when I was dead, I saw nothing. And then I saw a single light and I went towards it and then it turned off and then it turned back on again. There was there was a lot of times when there was one light, but never two, never two lights. He's sort of preaching to the choir, despite the fact that everybody is really freaked out about this black licorice stuff that's going on. Yeah, okay, so I got some questions. King Steel and Bill is, like, not there and asleep, right? Yeah, he's been asleep under a palm tree. Okay. Yep. Um, 
And then Dan is seriously injured in bleeding black licorice. Percy is who was the necromancer summoned. So I assume Flat Stanley was also involved in the in the necromantic ritual. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, he's also the bad dream interpreter. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I thought the bad yeah. dream interpreter was Tim. Well, he, they both are. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Remember, I gave out three dreams and all were <laughs> misinterpreted. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then I covered my tracks okay. with uh, <laughs> a few. You miracles of last minute. <laughs> right. uh, so where is Barry and Tim? All right. So Barry, by the way, is the name of the bear. And monstrosity. The, the, bear, the bear monstrosity. monstrosity. Yeah. And uh, and Tim, his buddy, who has his no husband. his husband, <laughs> who rides him around and has no limbs in a sort of living hell. He has one leg. He has one leg. Um. Yeah, they're just sort of wandering around trying to soul search. They're very sad. Like, how far away are they? Because I assume it's pretty easy to see, like, a hundred-story tie bear meat monstrosity from pretty much any point in the nearby desert. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You can definitely see them. They're, like, a half mile away. Okay, so, like, they're a walk, but, you know, they probably can't, like, hear what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you can see them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how good is Barry's meat monstrosity vision? Because uh, I have a plan. Well, <laughs> he has the uh, he has the proportional uh, vision of a hundred foot tall bear, and s- since bears can see, I don't know, a hundred like feet a- away. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know how you say people people describe people with a really good vision as like seeing like a bear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bears are famous for their good vision. So yeah. so Barry is really good at seeing. He can see everything. Uh, okay. Okay, that may be important. Mm-hmm. So first, while King Steel and Bill still sleeps, and Dave is spewing mm-hmm. black licorice. Yeah. Uh, so how close are are is Dave's battle to Awesome George? Uh oh they're they're really close to each other. They're within like a few yards. Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna do a miracle okay. to Dave. Okay. Again, the most common recipient of my miracles. <laughs> okay. Uh and so I'm gonna try and magically grow um shitty, gross-tasting, small portobello mushrooms that he's used to. Okay. On his, like, instantly, like, in front of his eyes, so they grow, like, super fast, you know, like, in the way around. Okay. But, like, you still see them grow out of it, like, uh, out of the black licorice view on the ground. He just peeped up. Okay. All right, go ahead and roll. Six. All right, great. You do a great job making terrible mushrooms. <laughs> like, I have a huge bounty of them, just, like, erupts yeah. out of it. Yeah, Dave is all so, about that. He just, he he's already sort of rolling around on the ground because of how freaked out he is. So he uh-huh. figures he'll just take a handful and eat them. Okay, good, yeah. good. 
And so then the voice comes. The, the world starts getting all wiggly. Uh-huh. Not caused by the mushrooms. Just I, I, me. They're, they're just shitty small <laughs> 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 Dave, Dave, a terrible thing has just happened. Sweet ass necromancies have been corrupted, corrupted, Dave, by the foul mandist within our own camp. Dave, awesome, George. I think we were lied to by that. Other voice even further up in the sky, Dave. I think Awesome George is the shittiest member of the <laughs> I think Awesome George ain't awesome at all, Dave. I think he's a Nandis. And you know what we do to Nandis, Dave? We fucking kill them <laughs> with freaky ass bears. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Dave, I've got a small series of instructions for you to do so we can accomplish this and you can be the hero again. Dave. <laughs> All right. What's the and first things one? Things go back normal. Uh, so I got a question first. Yeah. The giant meat monstrosity bears. Uh, I got a better idea. I bet they like their husbands. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dave, I, I've got a, I've got a good plan. I mean, you don't switch horses midstream, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I need you to climb that bear, Dave. I, I, I need you to, I need you to take, take Tim by the leg, Dave, and and drag him in front of an awesome George. <laughs> To draw the bear, Dave. <laughs> I know he looks gross, but you're the only one brave enough, Dave, All to right. climb that meat monstrosity. <laughs> All right, Dave. Uh, Dave gathers himself up, and he uh, he starts. Feel free to bring another couple of robefuls of the mushroom, Dave. Uh, <laughs> rope pockets, in case you need them later. <laughs> It's probably better than the grass to eat, even if they are gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They're more nutritional than grass, at least. So, uh, so Dave collects himself and he puts his mu- he puts some mushrooms in his. Uh, does he have clothes? I don't think he does. Right? He has. He's the only one that has. Oh no, shit! Stealing Beal's the only one that has clothes. Yeah. Oh, I and but but first, Dave, I need you to go. Borrow King Stealing Bill's rope. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll tell him before you get there. All right. Dave. Uh, so right before Dave gets there, I mean like an instant before, yeah. I wanted to try and do a crazy thing to sleeping King Stealing Bill. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I want to try and give King Stealing Bill a vision. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I'm going to need to roll this- for that. Do you want me to come up with the vision first, and then roll? That's the way we've done it historically. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. What I what I want is he's sleeping, and then he sees he sees himself sleeping, mm-hmm. and then he sees he sees Dave march in, mm-hmm. and then he sees confetti just explode all around, mm-hmm. and then he takes off his robe. And he smiles and he gives it to Dave. Okay. And then Dave 
turns into a giant piece of meat and devours a boat. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll. It's a three. What did you get? A three. Okay. Um, so, uh, so the vision is a little bit muddy. King Bill sees himself sleeping, and, uh, and Dave approaches, and then... Okay, I want to do another miracle and yeah. miss this. I want to make confetti explode everywhere. <laughs> in real life? Or in the vision? Y- yeah, well, like, I don't know if we're calling what happens with Dave in real life, but, like... Oh, okay. <laughs> In John's quest, not in his visionary, but just like I want to make that confetti erupt around. Okay, go ahead. As described in the vision. All right. Also a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you don't get confetti, but you do have some glitter, so it's still mm. shiny. All right. So in the dream, though, there's no confetti. Um, no, the, the dream had confetti. There just wasn't glitter. Right. Oh. Or did that how the dream failed? <laughs> like, uh, well, didn't the dream have like fireworks? No, it had confetti. All right, so there's no confetti, and the king doesn't give uh, doesn't give Dave his cloak. He gives him his pants. By the... well, he, he only has the tubes. Yeah, well, he gives him his tubes, and then close uh... enough, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then Dave turns into a meat monster and eats a boat. What? <laughs> There's no boat! Yeah, but that's how the vision goes. And, uh, and, you know, it's sufficient to convince King uh, Steel and Bill to give Dave his tubes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's probably good enough for packing Bellows in. Yeah, alright, so now... So now Dave has four tubes. Okay. All right. And he's, uh, he's running off for the meat monster. Well, did he pack them? Because he was supposed to... The reason he was getting the robe was so he could put the portobellos in it. So he's going <laughs> to put the portobellos in the, in, the, in the tube. Yeah, he ties himself like a cute bindle full of portobellos. <laughs> so I sort of imagine he's tied onto his own uh, tubes that he's wearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because those probably have, you know, like one belt strap per tube, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he just ties the other tubes up at one end, you know, so you can fill them with, with the portobellos, and ties the open end to his, like, <laughs> belt straps. He's sort of got two, like, tube tails on the side full of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, he's quite... They're just, like, small, gross-tasting portobellos. <laughs> yeah, he's quite a sight. Uh... <laughs> All right, so Dave runs off and to try to uh, attack the meat monster. Meanwhile, Awesome George throws his hands up to the sky, and he uh, he begins to extend tendrils of red licorice, and they start to form your uh, typical Hollywood sky portal. Except this one's made of red licorice. Oh, like, how formed is this? Like, I'm trying to decide how worried oh. I should be. Well, is this like a, is this like a Dave's not gonna make it to the bear worry? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I got a three, so it'll still be a little while. Okay. 
they slowly and clumsily uh, <laughs> start to open a portal to the wrong dimension. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you want to do? Are we just going to let Dave run? Is the king gone back to sleep? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty lazy. Okay. I think maybe I should, uh, I should, I should come, I should come to Tim. Okay. It's been a long time since we've talked. I think the last time was when I married him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a little awkward. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and come down in the flesh again. Okay. Uh, just sort of on the bare shoulder he's being carried on. Okay. Gross. About, you know, person size. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not acknowledging how gross it is. You okay. know, so sort of show how beyond everything, you know, I am. I see. Like, uh, hey, it's, uh, it's been a while. Tim, uh, how you doing? Tim is so indescribably mad at you. He's just, <laughs> he's just like, if he had arms to cross, he would be crossing them. And then he's looking the other direction. Hey, Tim, uh, so I got a, I got a proposition for you. Uh, I think it might work out well for you and your husband. See, you're uh, the boy here. Hey, Barry. Sorry about the meat thing. Uh, I think we'll get that figured out pretty soon. I see some jack officer trying to kill you. And I'm a big bear fan myself. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to stop that. Remember how you ate Awesome George? I'm kind of like, I'm being like a real like, Elf bro chummy sort of way, you know, I can really like mussing up his hair and, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that was some, that was good fun, yeah. yeah oh, he's right before you bit off ugly Tommy's nose. I mean, back when you just Tommy. Uh, yeah, oh, it's been a while. Huh? Well, uh, see, somehow, I don't know. So those jack offs back at home, ones that hate you against your wedding. I don't like them either. Like, uh, they, they like necromancy or something. Awesome George is back and he's like an evil. Remember when you killed all those bad guys, uh, and saved us? That was awesome. Yeah, we're kind of going to need to do that again. <laughs> uh, but since Dave is the hero, He's sort of gonna do it, um, but he's gonna bring you because you're you're better sort of handling this sort of thing. And I'm looking for a good excuse to hand you guys some boons. So uh, how about this, awesome George? I'll give you your other. I'll give you a new arm, like a cool robot arm. Uh, if you guys just sort of go along with this, so, like Dave's gonna show up any time now and he's gonna climb you like you can pretend to be upset but like don't really be and or not you can be into it that's cool too like uh and and then he's gonna come up and he's gonna he's gonna take tim down it's probably gonna be a bumpy ride but it's it's, it'll be worth it robot arm right (laughs) yeah you'd like that uh Tim says it's going to cost at least two appendages, one now and one after the threat's dealt with. Tim, I don't know if you're in much of a situation to bargain here. Uh, let's be frank. That's not happening. Like, what are you going to do if you say no? Like, I could just make you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he says, uh, oh, you're... I got, how about this? How about this? Uh... 
I'll I'll give you some some mushrooms. <laughs> uh, and an arm was a robot, a sweet robot arm. <laughs> he he says, "Oh, you'll you'll make me do this, just like you uh, just like you made my bear friend back into a human." Who said I wanted to do that? Uh, Tim says, "I don't know. I just assumed." <laughs> yeah. The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Tim says, Anyways. "Fine, whatever." But I, but those had better be some moderately okay mushrooms compared to grass. Uh, they're definitely gonna be better than grass. Anyways, I think Dave's about here. Uh, just sort of roll with the punches, guys, and really fuck up Awesome George. I know he's he's gonna be looking real tasty when you see him. I promise. And then I wink, and then I go, confetti out. I do a peace sign with both hands, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make confetti appear all around me when I disappear. All right. Roll for for it. A two. (laughs) Not only is there no confetti, but there's also an embarrassing fart sound. (laughs) Confetti out. Yeah. Anyway, here comes Dave. He's uh, he's climbing up the uh, the bear shadow of the Colossus style, and now uh, some of this meat is kind of moist. It's a little hard to hold on, and he misses his grip, and he's about to fall. Oh no! Uh, I, I'm gonna try and like help him. All right. I'm gonna like uh, I'm gonna just. I'm going to just, like, cheer him on, like, enthusiastically. (laughs) So, uh, I got a three. (laughs) All right. Dave does... Uh, (laughs) Dave, you can, like, probably make it or something. (laughs) It's gross. (laughs) Your cheering on does not help Dave as he's falling off of the 100-story bear on the ground. I'm going to put a giant trampoline under it. (laughs) Alright, go ahead and roll for it. Also a three. Alright, so surprisingly enough, it turns out this is a Nandis trampoline that doesn't bounce up and down, it only bounces one direction, and the direction is down. So uh so Dave is gonna take this fall pretty hard. Although not as hard as if there was no trampoline at all. So that's bad. Yeah. So he falls and he uh, he injures his leg. He can't walk. All right. Uh, I'm gonna appear back in the flesh besides Dave. Like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, good news is I think only a bear who can't really speak and somebody nobody likes and only has a leg are like saw that. <laughs> so let's just I won't tell if you won't tell. Play that one off. Uh, if you eat. Eat one of those packs of mushrooms you brought. Uh, it should heal your leg right up. All right. Are you going to try to heal him? Um, not unless he's going to try to eat the mushrooms. Oh, yeah, he gobbles them up. He's developing <laughs> okay. real taste. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and heal his leg. All right. But I'm also going to try and make it extra strong. All right. <laughs> uh, it's a four. Uh, all right. You... Uh, well, it's not extra strong, but he can limp. So, there you go. Back at it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, he gives it another Watch shot. Watch out for the moist spot. <laughs> this time, having more uh, having more meat bear climbing experience, he actually makes it all the way to the top. So he shows up. They're expecting him, but yeah. he doesn't expect them expecting him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of leave him to his own devices, unless I have to intervene again. I, you know, all right. I don't like to be too involved. <laughs> All right, so Dave and uh, and Tim have a really comical and pathetic chase around the meat bear's shoulders. Well, uh, well, Dave's like, what are you guys doing here?" And Tim's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" So they're playing along. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but Dave's mostly waiting for his next instruction. All right, Dave. This may sound a little scary, but you are a hero after all. Uh, we can't let this shitty red licorice thing happen. Right, you know, just fuck awesome, George. Uh, so the bears definitely, I mean, you know what to do. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you've done this before. You just gotta drag him out there. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> the bear will come. I, I sort of like, Say that with some like stank on it, sort of towards the bear, to make sure he hears it also. All right. Uh, awesome George attempts to build the portal some more, but does an awful job. There's a bunch of just floppy red licorice all over the ground now. <laughs> it's just a mess. It's, it's a huge mess. <laughs> All right, Dave starts dragging uh, dragging Tim on the ground, and the bear corpse follows. But you can tell, like, it's just existentially sad now. It's just like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. This is horrible. How, how's Dave take it? Is he into it? Uh, yeah, Dave's pretty happy. Okay, I'm going to give another vision to King Steel and Bill, see if we can get him involved this time. All right. So this vision is... Him in bed asleep. Uh-huh. And he's having a really stupid dream about like some meat eating a boat or something. Uh-huh. And then the next thing that happens in the vision is that it like zooms out and he sees that that was just like on TV. And All right. then it, it zooms out again and it shows that he was just dreaming that that was on TV okay. and that he's just asleep and then he wakes up and he goes outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead and do a roll. For uh, my fifth vision fail in a row, <laughs> a three. <laughs> a three. All right, so uh, so your vision convinces King Steel and Bill that the thing about the meat monster eating a boat is dumb. But he also stays asleep. He's very tired. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah. The uh, Dave and uh, and Tim and the meat bear are approaching. They're approaching awesome George. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper in the bear's ear. Like, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I promised you a boon. I got just what you want, Barry. Just sort of go with the punches. Roll, roll with what happens. Just pretend to be like a crazy monster, but then like something awesome is gonna happen, and and you'll get a better boon than it's just it's perfect. It's exactly what you'll have always wanted. And and okay, 
So suddenly, a uh, as if possessed by some uh, crazy wind, Flat Stanley floats up towards the bear's mouth, and the bear is opening his mouth, and <laughs> Flat Stanley's entering his mouth. And then the that all sounds fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stanley's eaten. Yay! Yay. Uh, so he he floated up of his own volition in there, right? Or like he just floats up and into the mouth of a bear, just like just like I told him to roll punches, and he just like goes with it, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he's not right, as good. he's not as hungry as he used to be. That's for sure. <laughs> Situation is solved. Uh, Okay, Um, so now I assume you know. Does Dave know he's he's against awesome George? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna appear in the flesh again between Dave and awesome George. Yeah. Since the flat Stanley situation is solved. Uh (laughs) Uh, And I'm gonna be like, time for the duel of heroes. Right. Choose your weapons, and then I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna whisper in Dave's ear, not the sword, and then I point with my thumb behind us both to the to Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and like wink at him, and then I'm gonna try and make confetti and disappear again. Uh, five. Oh, nice. Real confetti. Even some noisemakers this time. <laughs> nice disappear. Oh, finally. All right. Uh, awesome George chooses... What's the most nandest weapon? A thing that uh, can only be one thing at once. A big stick. How big? And where did he get it? It's made of red licorice. <laughs> How big? How big and where did you get it? The answer is it's made of red licorice. Yeah, <laughs> and it's twelve feet long. Oh, that's right. a big stick. All right, and so uh, and so Dave chooses the bear, and George chooses the stick, and uh, I got a six. The stick grows to one hundred feet. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And he's taking a big swing at the bear. Is, is this our is this our to be continued point? Now that we've started off everybody's favorite non filler arc, the battle tournament story arc. Yeah, I think this is a good place to stop. So I'll just say one more thing. Thank you for listening to the Johns Cast. If you'd like to contact us, uh, write an email to johnscast at gmail dot com. That's J A W N Z C A S T at gmail dot com. And we might even read it on here. Yeah, maybe. Come back, download, rate, and subscribe. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha. Cooking Mama!